Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 367. Today is Monday, January. I almost said December. January. It feels like it should still be December. Anyways, January 15th, 2024. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I certainly did. We had some snow roll in and then the snow froze. And so I was inside all weekend, which actually is not so bad. Laura and I went on a date on Friday night. That was fantastic. If you are in the area, Salem Kaiser area, and you have not been to the cozy Taberna yet, highly recommend. It's like Spanish tapas style. So you order a bunch of little tiny plates and you kind of mix and match and you grab little things, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Super fun, great atmosphere. Um, and we love it. So we went, we went to dinner at the cozy Taberna and it was fantastic. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, yeah, we're ready for, ready for another week, ready for an exciting week. Um, also, if you guys are listening on Spotify, please make sure to follow the Elijah fire podcast there, rate us all that fantastic stuff. Mariah does a great job of getting all of the episodes, whatever today's episode is, will show up on our podcast platforms either by this evening or next morning. So you kind of have to just like check freestyle. Um, or you could be like, no, Jeff, I've bypassed all of that. I got a system down. Whatever episode is, I just wait until lunchtime the next day and I listen to it on my lunch break. So maybe that's maybe that's your thing. If that's your thing, you can say, that's my thing, Jeff. That's what I do. Um, so also guys, anytime you donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, those proceeds go towards keeping this free at five days a week. We're moving and we're grooving. That allows us to bring on fantastic guests like our guest today. Um, but also we take a portion of every donation and we put it into our fantastic water well efforts. I'm all about this. Super excited. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we were meeting a basic need like fresh, clean water. And that is opening up thousands. Yes, thousands of people to the gospel. Um, it's, it's transforming these communities, you guys. And it's because of your guys' donations. You're like, I just gave like what I could to Elijah Streams or Elijah Fire because I, I cared. Um, but it's it's gone beyond that. So it's really cool. I think when we, we're going to get up to heaven and just realize just the sheer magnitude of how God used stuff in our lives that we thought was so unimportant. And I honestly can't wait. I, I do pray God opened my eyes to see a little bit more clearly of just how purposeful you are in my life and everybody else's life. But even then you can only get so much. I, I just think we're going to fully realize once we get up to heaven and be like, Oh my goodness. Just realize how amazing God is um, even more amazing than he really, than we, than we know he is. But anyways, I'm going to play a quick video and then we're going to get going. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty but there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. 
or mail a check today to Elijah's Dreams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon. 97321. Thank you guys again for your donations. Uh, we so appreciate it. All right. So, one other thing that I want to uh, point out to you guys, and this involves Rumble. Um, now, you guys know that um, one of the downsides to being off of YouTube was we lost the ability to use playlists. And um, that was essential for a teaching series. They're meant to be viewed in playlists, to binge them yourself, to pass them around to people. Uh, they're meant to be a resource. Our playlist tab was meant to be a resource for people. So I wrote Rumble and I was like, guys, you got to get with the program. And they said, well, guess what? We've been with the program for like two years. So Rumble actually does have playlists. What? Yay. Okay. So I'm going to show you guys and you can pass the word along. All right. So if you go to rumble.com and you're on the main page, type in Elijah Fire like it is right there, all one word, hit enter. Then you'll notice our little flame logo. Click that. And this is the main landing page. But if you notice videos, live, <gasps> playlists. So if you click that, boom, diggity. Check that out. So we're actually going to be updating all of the, the teaching series to better match the new version because we like the new uh, thumbnail version better. So you'll be able to spot them no matter how far back you go in our catalog. Uh, so deliverance, um, you know, Jennifer Martin, fivefold ministry explained, all of those are going to change to better match like discerning prophecy featuring James Gall, spiritual warfare explained with Julie Lopez. Um, so yeah, guys, this is super exciting. I know a lot of you guys were lamenting the loss of those playlists and being like, oh man, I had so many of you guys' playlists saved. Well, Again, I know that a lot of people still use YouTube. I still use YouTube for personal use. Uh, so I've lost some of those saved. But the good news is, is that on Rumble, those playlists have been uh, added. So now you have that as a resource. I'm really stoked about that because that was the thing that I was like, I, you know, I, I just, I didn't want to see that go away. I really, I, I, these teaching series are so amazing. I didn't want it to like just get lost in the 300 and something episodes that we've done. So really stoked about this, you guys. Um, so uh, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, if you guys are curious about, you know, I guess my stance on what happened on YouTube and all of that, uh, please go watch Julie Lopez's episode from last week. Um, that I lay that, laid it out there. I shared, I talked for quite a bit just about what happened and, and, um, my heart posture towards the whole thing. So if you haven't watched it yet, please. Yeah, it's episode 365. Really easy to remember. How many days are there in a year? 365. There we go. Episode 365 with Julie Lopez. Check out the beginning. You'll hear my thoughts on it. Um, so really important. Um, I just needed to get that off my chest. Just the correct heart posture. That I mean, and I'll just say it quickly. YouTube is not our enemy. And I think that it's really easy to look at what YouTube is doing, the people that are in power that made these decisions, and then to look at them as if they're the enemy. They are not my enemy. Satan is my enemy. And so I think we can. it's very easy to dehumanize people when things like that happen to us and be like, yeah, obviously there are high up executives that are being used by Satan 100%. I don't want to convey anything other than, than that as the reality. 
However, God loves those people and he desires them to know him. And yeah, that may be that they get pulled down from their positions. That's a very real possibility. However, God still loves them and he still wants a relationship with them. And so I think for me, really guarding my heart, I felt very cautioned to guard my heart and to just to communicate that to you guys, that it's really important to, to make sure that in the mix of everything that's happening this year, to not allow people to lose their humanity in your sight. Because there's going to be a lot of things that are warranting upset. And um, I think that, you know, just starting off on that foot is important. So anyways, without any further ado, you guys, my guest today, she's the co-host of Elijah's Dreams, which many of you know and love. And uh, she's also a prophetic voice, a gifted teacher, super passionate. She's also the founder of Marriage of the Lamb Ministries. Let's give it up for our guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Hey. I'm so excited to be back with you, Jeff. It's know, my it's favorite been, show in the whole world. It's been forever. Oh, it's been forever. It. I yeah, feel like I know. It feels like that. The last, last time, time I was on with Christina and not you. Yeah. And then I think before then, maybe it was like, it's been at least a month. More than a month. I know. Since it's been you and me. And it's too long. I know. So, I agree. Yeah. So here we are. So how's the start of your new year been? Good. It's been, it goes by so fast. You were talking about how you and Lauren went on a date night. And I just laughed to myself and was like, shout out to all of the moms and dads who can't enjoy yeah. that beautiful. Like even you talking about it, like, oh, little plates. And we just you know, it was an amazing place. I just think to myself, oh my gosh, that sounds so nice because with our son being so little, me and Ryan are, we'll do like date night at home after the kids go to bed. Oh yeah. But I'm like, that sounds so lovely. So shout out to all the parents out there who eat once their kids go to bed and that's our date night, you know, God the sacrifices for now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll be able to go. Yeah. You'll resume. You'll resume at a later date. You yeah, know, one day, but it's going to make the most of it. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, time is going by so fast, and I can't believe it's already like halfway through January. I'm like, what is going on? I know. It's amazing. What in the world? Yeah. It's so you blink and you're like, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, like before you know it, it'll be June, you know, and it's like, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, we're trucking right along there with God and, enjoying the the blessings that he's giving to us and our family and you know really appreciating um anytime christmas comes around i think there's just something that comes over most people of like remembering just all that god has given us and being yeah. so grateful and just i mean that's it's i'm so grateful to the lord for all he's done um for me and my family and just you know like my husband, saving my husband, saving me, restoring our marriage, you know, giving us three beautiful children, you know, giving me opportunities to do stuff like this and share about Jesus and opening all these doors. I'm like, God, you are so amazing. You've mm -hmm. been so, so good. And yeah. I've just been so thankful. And even looking back on 2023 and going into 2024, I'm excited about 2024, even though in the natural, it's going to be like you just said a little, a little bit ago, like, hey, don't lose your sight that God loves the world 
God mm-hmm. so loves the world. He gave his only son. Yeah. It, you know? It's interesting, Kelsey, because I feel the same way. Like I'm actually, I am actually looking forward to this year. I feel like uh, a little bit of a renewed vigor. Um, and some of that is, I'm a year older, like literally my birthday is the last day of the year, but I'm also, you know, it's a new year. And mm-hmm. um, I think that it's going to be exciting. And I think that the difference between the last year and this year is, Sure, there may be some challenges, but it's like for me, it feels a little bit like the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not saying it's because Trump's coming back into office and all that. I just feel like God is doing something more than that. And I think that um, I'm just really excited. I'm excited about it. I know. Same. I'm I'm really excited. And I think, you know, it, it would be not smart of me to say, oh, you know, this year is just going to be absolutely amazing and you're not going to have any trouble or any hardships or you know we all know that that's not true you know there's going to be things in life and things in life always happen i mean the other day i woke up and my tire was completely flat and i'm like what and so you know i told ryan i'm like oh my tire's flat and so we thought there was a nail in it and then the guy's like oh no you had a bent rim And so he was, so it was this big, long process of someone coming out to house and all of this stuff. And it's like, if I look at that and go, oh, well, God, I must've done something wrong or God's not with me because I woke up and had this inconvenience, which is all it is. You know, it doesn't change my life. It doesn't change my hope in the Lord. And I think some of the wisest, uh, one of the wisest things someone said to me one time is I parked in this spot going to visit one of my friends in Miami, because I used to live in Florida. And I wasn't supposed to park there, but I was just running up real quick and coming back down. Well, if you know anything about Miami and Bayside, maybe some of you are from that area, they will tow you in like two minutes. I mean, it is like they're on it, honey. So um, anyways, I come back down and my car is gone. And I'm having, you know, I was younger, having this big fit of how this is not fair. And They can't do and all of this stuff, even though I was in the wrong and, you know, I made this big, huge deal. And my friend said to me, so by you, by you acting like this, he said, what is this doing to change it? Yeah. Said, like, it hit me like a ton of bricks, you guys. And you know, when someone says truth to you, it like pierces you and you get mad at first that someone spoke the truth to you because you have nowhere to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I was defensive or whatever. But the more I thought about that, I was like, yeah. So how we respond to a situation, getting all upset and all frustrated and things out of our control, that doesn't help anything or anyone. So he said, Mm -hmm. this is, what is this doing for you? You acting like this? He said, you need to call the company. You need to find out where your car is and you need to pay the money and, and you need to get your car back and you need to start getting that going. He said, by doing all this, not changing anything. And that is stuck with me for like, that was a long time ago when I was maybe 18 or 19, that is stuck with me. So like when something doesn't go my way, you know, like come out my tires flat, I'm just like, instead of responding in any way of being upset or anything, I'm like, okay, well, what are the steps I need to do to take care of this? Well, yeah. And so I call that, uh, so I, I look at my, my emotional capacity, um, as I, I call it currency, emotional currency, and you can spend that emotional currency on different things throughout the day. Right. And there are things that really do require 
a considerable amount of that coin purse of emotional currency that are legitimate that you so if i look at a popped tire for example and i'm like i mean i dumped the whole coin purse on that well what happens the rest of the day you're over agitated the entire day you're you feel yeah. strong you know like to the point of exhaustion and every little thing is is working you up and so i look at that as like hey so like even like with the the youtube thing that happened last week i was like no amount of me like punching the air and you know yelling to a pillow or anything like that it's going to fix what happened this is something that was out of our control clearly uh, right. otherwise it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't our control right and they made a decision and i'm like well i'm sorry you feel that way and i think you know my my posture is just like like i'm not there's nothing i could do about that i mean i could pray into it i could pray for open doors and for me it's of more of like a no, I see more of a value in like, all right, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to fall back. Okay. And we're going to observe because I personally don't think, you know, our days on YouTube are over um, when that happens, you know, and how, again, I'll let that be the Lord's decision and I'll just be obedient to it. But for me, I was just like, it's not worth me getting worked up over. I got so many awesome things going on, you know, hard stuff. Yes. Great stuff. Yes. God is good. He's amazing. Yes. And so I'm just like, whatever, you know, yes. whatevs. Yeah. Say whatevs this year, because I think yeah. this year of what well, we already know, like you don't have to be prophetic to say, oh, it's an election year. So we already know things are going to be Cray. kicked up because of that. So you just, you yeah. do have to really um, take the posture of like, like Jesus was, I mean, and even I think of the disciples too. I mean, the times they lived in were so much work. I mean, they were beheading Christians That's and they true. were, I mean, it was like, not only was their, their little wagon wheel that their donkey took fell off. It's not like for us, you know, Oh, a pop tire, Oh, you know, this, no, they were being killed and persecuted stoned to death. And yet what did they do? I mean, I think of Stephen, you know, like think of the times that, that they walked in and Stephen, it said full of the Holy spirit and he was serving God. He was loving others and he was dragged before the council yeah. and he stood there and it said he was full of the Holy spirit and he had wisdom and counsel and boldness to speak the truth about God, not about, he didn't stand in front of the council and go, you know, this is so unfair. And you guys are doing this because I'm full of the Holy spirit and you're jealous of the miracles that I'm performing. And God's going to strike you down and he's going to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Come on. Yeah. And exactly. And in, in fact, he did the complete opposite of that. So he goes on and he shares to the council about Jesus and saying back through the times of Abraham and Moses and David and Samuel, God did this and this and this yeah. and this. And he talks about how they killed the prophets and how and God sent Jesus. and then. They get so infuriated with him because, again, the truth is gripping their hearts, but in a way they don't want it to. And so they stone Stephen. And what does he do? He doesn't say, God's going to strike all of you dead. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he said, Father, Following forgive Jesus them. footsteps, yeah. Yes. And so I just think for us, the story of Stephen is something that needs to be 
burned into our hearts. And I believe it's in Acts 6. I think that's um, where that story is. If you want to read it, Um, I'm pretty sure it's in Acts 6. I had it in my notes um, somewhere in here. Hold on one second. Acts 6. Yes. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So it's like burn that type of scripture and that humility into your heart because when things go wrong in 2024, you want to be so full of the Holy Spirit that your response is, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. And, and that's the response you want to, to come um, from your heart. You don't want to take offense because when things don't go right or especially uh like, you know, political and all this stuff, people can get very heated about subjects like that. You know, that's yeah. why they say, oh, don't talk about that, you know, because people are very passionate about stuff like that. Um, and I understand, you know, their passion and, you know, they just want what's best for everybody and biblical values. And but like Jeff said so beautifully, we have to remember that a lot of these people haven't come to Christ and they haven't heard the good news. So for us as Christians, you know, it's important to remember that, hey, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Mm. And in being like Jesus, I want to um, understand that they're lost and they're not found. And so the reason they're confused and following something that's wrong and evil is because Satan is the God of this world and he is tempting their hearts and tempting their minds. They do live in the flesh. They haven't been born again. So when we get born again, we become a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. So we're brand new creation. The Holy Spirit indwells us. And what does he do? He leads us. He guides us. He counsels us. He gives us wisdom. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He convicts us of uh, sin and unrighteousness, but they don't have that. So, I mean, think about you before you came to Christ, of what you believe, how you acted, what you were doing, how you were lying and stealing and cheating and being a slave to the flesh. Because the Bible says either you serve one of two masters, either you serve the flesh or you serve God, either you're of the flesh or you're of the spirit. There is no in between. And so when you're not born again and you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord, you don't understand that you're a sinner in need of saving you just think, oh, this is, you know, this is good. You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm not as bad as that person. And that's what you'll hear a lot of people kind of argue is, well, I'm not murdering people, so yeah. I must not be that bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, go and read First John and just allow the conviction to flow. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. First John is a doozy in that regard. I mean, yeah. it's really like, uh, I mentioned this before, but one of my old mentors, he described first John as he said, it would be cruel of God. It would be cruel of me. Let's say you've never heard of football before. And I throw you out on the field and I just say, okay, go play. And you, you have no context of the game. And all of a sudden you've got these 300 pound dudes running at you and they're going to level you on the ground. You have no idea what you're doing. It would be cruel, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way, th- that's why. I often look at first John in that way as well. Cause it's, I mean, he says some real harsh things of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like if I don't, if, if you have hatred in your heart towards your brother, then you're not a lover of God and all this stuff. I'm like, yes. oh, man, I've definitely had it. 
definitely had altercations with my brothers, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so um, to me, it's like explaining the rules of the game, you know? Yeah. Um, so good. So, yeah. Yeah. Love, um, it. love it. You're going to need, you're definitely going to need to, I mean, take the approach of um, praying for people this year and understanding that there will be disagreements. But again, as Christ shines through us, um, the beauty of the Holy Spirit is not only his gifts, it's his fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit, the nine fruit of the Spirit, I believe it's in Galatians 5, right, Jeff? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, uh, yes, love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those things really shine through us when we're full of the Holy Spirit. You know, mm -hmm. even in hard times, those things can shine through us. Now, do we have days that are bad? Like, oh, absolutely. I'd be a liar if I told you that every day I was like, love, joy, peace, patience. No. Yeah. No, doing no, all this at a hundred. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, I'd be a liar. Where did my self-control go? I just like <laughs> yeah, was oh, totally yeah. reacted to everything that you know came my way. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask my husband. I'm sure he'll come on and say, oh, you remember last week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> remember this morning? Yeah, yeah it, totally. I mean, no, no, it's perfect, you know, and, and we definitely are all relying and, and leaning on the Holy Spirit. But, you know, because of, of all that happened in uh, 2023, as far as like, we saw a lot of leaders being exposed for Dude. things we were like, Straight what up. is happening? Like every time I felt like every time I would um, go through Facebook and look at different articles, because really, um, my Facebook is just all Christian. Like I, I fully immerse myself in like the things of the Lord. I try my best to do that. So I would always open it and see, you know, this leader or this accusation. And I'm like, what? I mean, me and my husband would sit at dinner and be like, what is going on? Like, honey, what is happening? And we, we would have never expected this person to be doing this or this person to be doing this. We would have like never known. And, and we started reading the scriptures about how, um, you know, deception in the last days is going to be present. There's going to be deception. And, you know, it says um, the the wolves, what do they do? They creep in unaware. And we started thinking about that. So they come in unaware. Well, why were we all unaware? Because they're among us unaware. So they're just like you, just like me. I mean, but there's things that are hidden that we don't really know. We we don't know. And unless God brings them to light, we we have no idea. So it's not about, you know, people who sat under these leaders who are falling and for people to put blame on them and say, oh, well, you should have known you should have had discernment. No, I'm sorry. They they're teaching um, the word of God. They're teaching what's correct. Um, they're teaching on holiness, on purity. They're they're. Um, sharing the scriptures and their personal life is usually not public. So for all the people that have sat under um, teachers who've been exposed in ways of uh, whatever, whether it's fraud or lying or cheating or sexual immorality, adultery, whatever, I mean, those are all private things that, you know, the church wouldn't know about. But that's, I think, why God uncovers that just to say like, hey, you know, it's not what they're preaching is wrong. You know, it's it's what they're doing behind Close yeah, wars. And, that's and, wrong. Right. And I honestly, Kelsey, I mean, my whenever I see exposure like this, and it's taken, you know, enough of this growing up, seeing um growing up in the Lord and seeing different leaders get removed from positions, mm -hmm. um, you know, on on a global scale or a um 
a national scale, um, as is and the case every of, denominational scale, by the way. Too. Right, right. Yeah, it's not relegated to just one. There, one or the yeah, other, there is no exempt you know. um, right denomination from this. Yeah, but it just heart posture is so important. Just like, dude, like take any pain or disappointment that you feel and immediately redirect it to the Lord. I'm just like mm-hmm. God. This is what I'm dealing with, rather than letting it manifest in the form of um, bitterness or ca- becoming calloused or, um, and yep. I, I think too, it's just like, dude, what does it say in first Corinthians chapter 10? It says, um, I'm in my Bible. I messaged Lauren cause I forgot my Bible's like on the, in, the other side of my, <laughs> my home. And so I'm like, me. so I, I have it actually like I can turn right, you know, where like, you know, where you, where's a verse is in your Bible. Cause you read it so much. It's one of those. Anyways, but it's like, don't, don't think of yourself higher than you should, lest you fall is essentially what it says. That's not the exact terminology, but yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. And, it, and then it goes on. He says, no temptation to seize you except what is common to man, but God is faithful. Uh, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yes. Um, he'll provide a way out so you know, you can, you know, you can stand up under it. But before he says that, he says, don't don't think so highly of yourself that you think you're impervious to falling. Like the second you get that pride of like, well, I'm God's righteous knight. I'm going to, I'm going to show people what holiness is. I'm going to lead them in the way. I'm just like, dude, like that is not the correct heart posture. Like humility before the Lord. I'm like, I'm sad for all that stuff that happens, you know, but I it can that happen to anyone. It could happen to anybody. And, <laughs> yes. and in the same way that we're blindsided by, because then it's like, you go, okay, well, I'm not going to follow that person anymore. I'm going to follow this person. I'm like, what if that person has stuff? So yeah. The, the, so the actual verse, big shout out to Lauren. She just handed me my Bible. Woo. Um, Hi Lauren. Uh, it says, so it verse uh, chapter 10 of first Corinthians verse 12. It says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. So yeah. that's it. I mean, I'm, you know, kind of, I made my case, you know. And I think of Paul where he says, um, I die daily. And if I don't myself crucify the flesh, I become disqualified. Mm. So he's talking about if I'm going out and preaching the word of God, but I yet don't crucify my flesh, I also become disqualified. Yeah. So even Paul was like, and in, in, even in some of his last letters, he's like, I'm the worst sinner of them all. So even Paul was like, listen, I'm not going to elevate myself. Like he never boasted. I mean, and when he did boast, he actually said this, I'm going to speak as a fool. And then he talked about all the things that um, God has revealed to him. I'm not lacking in revelation. I'm not lacking in the word of God or education. He talks about how he was a Pharisee of a Pharisee. He goes, but, but, um, you know, and he talked about how boasting was like acting a fool basically. So we never want to, we never want to get that way. But when you see just stuff like this, you know, um, cause I think we're going to see, uh, keep seeing stuff like this, but not only are we going to see stuff like this, I think the beauty of this is that, um, what people could understand is that, um, the judgment of God is his mercy. Mm -hmm. So he judges us because that's his mercy. So he doesn't want us to die in our lie or in our sin or hide things anymore. And when something comes to the light, people think, oh, it's so bad. But really, it's not so bad because it's God handing them a lifeboat saying, here, repent. 
repent yeah. of your sin. And, and the Bible talks about repenting to one another in James five, it says, repent to one another so that you may be healed. And yeah. it talks about confessing your sin to one mm -hmm. another so that you may be healed. And there's such beauty in confessing our sin. And when we have genuine relationships in Christ with one another, true genuine relationships with Christ with one mm -hmm. another, we want to share things that we're struggling with. Like I yeah. think of uh, my true relationships with my sisters I have in Christ. Like I want to share if something's like today was like this and you know, would you pray for me? I feel like it was a hard day. And, and, and just sharing with what's going on with my life that I'm not perfect. And, you know, this was a hard day or, or anything. If you're struggling with anything, I think the, the beauty of the body of Christ is that we have one another and there is no more condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So it's not that we're condemned. It's that we're convicted and under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we want to confess what's happening with our life. So we would be healed. We would be set free from that guilty. I mean, every all of you know that when you carry around guilt, it's like a heavy backpack because there's only one way to let go of that backpack. And by hiding and hiding and hiding, you're adding more and more bricks into that backpack yeah, and it gets heavier great, and heavier and heavier. Uh -huh. And there's only one way to release that backpack. And that's to say, I'm wearing a backpack and just let it go and, and tell everyone what it is and let it go. You know, don't keep piling on this, the secrets and the hiding and mm -hmm. uh, find someone you trust in, in the Lord and confess your sin and yeah. talk to them. Um, so especially people that are, are wise in the Bible, you know, people who are wise in the Bible make the absolute best counselors because they know the word over their opinion and that's what they're going to stand on. So my uh, goal for someone who calls me for advice or anything, hey, what do you think about this, is always that I always try to say to them, well, this isn't what I think about it, but I'll tell you what the Bible says. Hmm. And I've always tried to do that, even on here. We've tackled some serious uh, <laughs> topics on here, Jeff, together. Yeah, and yeah things have gotten spicy. Yeah, before. yeah. Things, we've, I've definitely got some people who are like, oh, that's, you know, that's ridiculous but i'm like yeah. that's what the bible says so yeah, i just think that that's really important to to reconcile that of like okay well hold on why am i upset about this you know because i'll be guys like i'm still being conformed to his image i'm still in Amen. this process just like everybody else so Amen. there are times when i'll read something and i'm like that seems a bit harsh you know but the i'm not the one making the rules you know what i mean like right. if you go and you stay in someone's house right. and they say please take your shoes off you don't go, no, I'm going to grind my shoes into the carpet because how dare you ask me? That's no, right. you're going to take your shoes off. I'm like, because it's their house, their rules. Good, Jeff. I, so I good. really, as you mature in the Lord, you realize I'm like, doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't. doesn't. It really right. doesn't. If there's something that's contrary to what I think in the Bible, I actually need the revelation. <laughs> I'm the one that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so I just think that like, and yeah, that's also why it's important to do you guys know i'm a big word study guy i i've been like nerding out in like nasb right now and like with the concordance and all that greek hebrew lexicon and that's why it's so important on, also to dive so in that's why it's so important to dive into like what words actually mean to an understanding cultural context yes. 
rather yes. than grabbing it and being like, Paul said, I don't permit any woman to speak. Ergo, no woman should speak. Bye, Kelsey. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's like, <laughs> dude, what the? No, no. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's yes. important to really know the word, to really dive into it. Um, and did not, yeah. Yes. So much to say. So yeah. Much I know say. these, these little, these little things are like, they're so important. And I mean, we have to talk about the Bible and, you know, not our opinion, but yeah. what the word says. And because there's so much chaos and confusion in the world and, you know, the Bible says that the world grows darker and yeah. darker. And so, you know, we know that with, with AI and with computer and technology and all the things like, um, I saw this crazy thing on YouTube the other day, Jeff, it was, I, I don't know if it was in China or where, but they had displayed this like 4d image in the sky and it looked like 4d, like so real. And all these people were recording it with their phones. And I don't know if it was drones. You know how they use drones to do images? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was, Jeff. but Or if it was something being shot up into the sky. But it was so real looking. Mm. Yeah. That you would have thought, like if they put an airplane, something that was actually real, not like a person like being all, but like a real thing, you know, you would think that's absolutely 100% real. You would have no way, because what you're seeing with your eyes is fooling you like that's not really an airplane it's just a 4d image being shot up in. so uh -huh. i just think of you know the the change in the in the way the world is going just with technology and all of this stuff like man if you're gonna start relying on just what you see in the natural like you're in big trouble because that is not a lamp to your feet and a light to your path the word of god is and we don't make our rules about the word of God. The word of God is read in its context and there's principles you use to read the word of God and then you apply it to your life. So you change according to that. You don't change the word because of your life or your opinion or people say, oh, well, the times are changing and it's not like it used to be. No, but the, the principles of the Bible are still the same and they'll always be the same because God's the same yesterday, mm -hmm. today and forever. And that's how we live. We live our lives. You know, we don't just live it however we want to. We, we can't conform to the world. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so it's important to read your Bible. And for those of you, Jeff just said, which I didn't even know you've been like geeking out and studying and getting your lexicon and all this stuff. But when I was preparing for the show, I was like, man, this 2024 is like, a year of just so much like studying and wanting to know more and more about the word and wanting to know more and more about Jesus through the word. Because we've had years where like, man, the encounters, like, you know, what I'm talking about Jeff, where it was like, oh my, the encounters from God were just in, like amazing, insane. It was like every single person you met was like, I'm having dreams with God showing me this and this. And then, but it's now it's just the passion and desire to study the word of God. Yeah. And I know many of you have felt like that, like, man, I just have such a passion in me to study. And I think that's because God, God wants um, his, his people to counsel one another and to help one another through the guise of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So it's important that if you do know the word and you have a lot of 
the word in you. When someone comes to you and says like, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, counsel them through the word of God. Don't just give them your opinion. Start to use what's inside of you. Ask the Holy Spirit. Hey, would you, that's what I pray before I come on here is I always pray, Holy Spirit, would you bring up to remembrance your word so that I know your word? And would you let that flow out of my heart? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. So just like Stephen did when he stood before the Pharisees and the Sadducees, what he do? He retold basically the whole Old Testament in like a couple uh, paragraphs. He retold like the whole history of the Old Testament. It was all about the word. And so I think the same for us, like Holy Spirit, help me help the Bible to be alive to me and and the word be written on my heart. And so that way, when someone does come to me or I do need to live my life in a way that's pleasing to God, I do it through the word of God. Mm -hmm. I don't just do it through, well, this is my opinion or whatever, you know? So if you, if you feel like, man, so many people have been coming up to me lately and just asking me different questions, or maybe people in your life have been letting you into scenarios and you've been able to counsel them. That's such that's such a beautiful gift. And Romans 12, four through eight says, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, although many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, another having gifts that differ according to the grace given us to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So we are a body and we have one another. And maybe you have a gift of counsel and wisdom. Don't despise that gift. Like the Bible says, don't if you have something the Lord's given you and you can memorize scripture, like I think of Bobby Connor, it's just incredible the gift God's given him to memorize scripture. If if that is your gift, walk in it. Don't suppress it and push it down and say, Oh, well, I wish I could prophesy. No, God has given you something so beautiful and that will benefit the body. And so use what God's given you, especially if that's if that's counsel, because a lot of people yeah. need it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I do know what it's like to be in a community of believers and to see God expressing himself in the many different ways. And you aren't experiencing stuff like other people are, but you're doing everything like there's nothing. There's no hidden sin. There's no you're pure before the Lord that that's okay. I don't know why I'm saying this to someone, but I just feel like there's a lot of shame that someone's been experiencing of like. Gosh, I just like feel like God's turned his face for me. And like you were, you'd pointed like, maybe you have a gift of counsel. Maybe you have a gift of really understanding the word and really being able to teach people the word. Maybe you have a gifting in, in something else. I do really think that's really important. Like, because Satan is really wanting to discourage people. He's wanting to scatter believers. He's wanting to bring them down right now. And that's one of the ways that's just like, he's such a punk. Like, that's one of the ways he's like, you're not loved by God. And you're like, Oh no, I'm not loved by God. You know, like, and it's just, he's a sore loser, you know, and he wants everyone to be miserable because he's miserable, you know? Right. And anyways, the gift of encouragement, the gift of generosity, 
of exhortation, of doing good works unto the Lord, mm -hmm. of helping one another. Maybe you love to cook and you love to clean and you bless people by giving people mm -hmm. food. Maybe you and your husband both are successful in life and you've been faithful to give and be generous. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that the Lord uses the body of Christ. We are not all one eye. We are not all one ear. We're, there's many members and parts to the body, but we're one. So we're of one spirit. So the same Holy Spirit that comes on someone to heal the sick or prophesy or interpretation of tongues or gifts of discerning of spirits is the same Holy Spirit that comes on you. So, you know, if that's, if that's the gifting, then you need to operate what... God has given you, you need to operate in that and be proud of that gift that God has given you because maybe someone says, oh, well, I have the gift of prophecy, but another person says they have the gift of encouragement. Well, the person with the gift of encouragement, if they are using that gift to the fullest and every person that comes into their life, they're using that gift as, a, as opposed to the person with the gift of prophecy. Well, th that only comes on me once every six months. Well, Okay. I mean, the the person with the gift of encouragement is going around sharing the love of the Lord, the word of the Lord and encouragement. I mean, it, it we, we often forget that God moves in the little ways. And by the way, guys, a lot of times God is using you. You have no idea. No God idea. Is using you. No, no idea. idea. I can't no tell idea. you. I, I, I can speak to that uh, pretty uh, profoundly that I can't tell you how many times I've lost count over the however many years uh, we're going on three years of doing Elijah fire. People have written me and been like that thing you said, and I either don't remember it or I'm like, that's what you used God. That <laughs> yes. really like, you know, it's so uh, for me, it's more like, dude, I can't, I can't take any credit for any, any, you know, anything that he good that he's done in my life. I mean, yeah. Obedience. I was obedient, but like, but he even did all that the heavy, is grace. He did all the heavy lifting, you know? Like, yes. So anyways. yes, it is. Yeah. He's, he's working in you guys and each and he's working in each and every one of you. And we are all one body with the same spirit and we belong to the Lord. And the beauty of that alone, of just um, being a child of God and being in the family of Christ is, is so beautiful. And you are so important and so loved. And, um, I guarantee if I were to talk to you or talk to other people around you, even though you think, oh, well, God's not really using me. I bet he is. I, I bet he is. Um, mm -hmm. You just maybe are unaware of it because yeah. I think that's the best way for God to use us. We're unaware of it because yeah. we want to store our treasures <laughs> up in heaven. Right. So like yeah. we don't want to be saying, oh, you know, yesterday I went here and I prayed for someone and they got completely healed and check me it all, out. Yeah. It all comes, it, it all becomes about you. And of course that's, you know, it's like this false humility type of thing. Like, uh -huh. Oh no, God did it. But yeah. Are you telling that because of that? I mean, I don't know. So, yeah. And maybe that's what a, a lot of this is about Kelsey, just in, in seeing how the conversation is kind of, fl fl kind of flowed in this direction of like, maybe one of the things that, should be on all of our our minds is like god how can i be a better eye in the body of christ i can be a better arm in the body of christ i can be a, a better leg in the body whatever your role is within the body of christ how can we be that better how can we come alongside the whole of the body of christ better yeah. um because that's something that really got cemented in me i saw a lot of uh different denominations on um online kind of 
speaking out against other people. And, and there are whole uh, like YouTube channels that are, that are dedicated to Christians trashing other Christians and they're doing it to educate. They're doing it to, 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 um, to practice discernment. And, you know, I'm just trying to hold us accountable. I'm like, well, you're being a major naysayer and you're actually like judging these people that you don't have any relationship with. And I think that's like the, the trap of being online, um, especially as Christians uh, in these types of positions is that uh, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that you could grab a hold of, you mm -hmm. know, for content or mm -hmm. to feed your flesh. It's very yeah. easy. And, yeah. and I think maybe like, that the thing that I've been, I really landed on last year was like, like it or not, we are all, whatever denomination we are, we're all part of the same body of Christ. Right. Okay? Right. Whether we like it or not. And it's not like there's a body of Christ. That's the charismatic Pentecostals. And there's a, there's a body of Christ. That's the Episcopalians. And there's a body of Christ. That's the Protestants. And there's a body of Christ. That's right. Like, you know, right. like there's not, it's one body. Right. The Bible says, if you believe Jesus Christ is Lord, you confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, you shall be saved. Yeah. So you are a believer in a Christian because you are saved. And again, I think judging people within inside the church is very important because the Bible tells us to do sure. that. So sure. it says to judge one another. So I, and, and then it says, but don't judge those outside the church because they're already condemned. That's actually what the Bible says. So we're supposed to weigh and judge um, inside the church. And that's a healthy thing to do. And the, it's not to judge, to be mean and rude and put someone down. It's to judge, to come to them in love and pray for them. And that's the thing that's missing out of the discernment um, ministries. I don't have a problem with um, correcting false teaching. I don't have a problem with that, but I do have a problem where it's not coming across in love and love is the mark of true maturity. And so when we do come across um, with discernment in love, it looks something like this. Hey, that that you're sharing is off because of X, Y, and Z. And I want to share this with you because um, I just, I don't think that's the correct way to teach that. And, you know, we need to go over this. And so you can better understand. Mm -hmm. And then you pray for them too. I mean, these are our, like you said, these are our brothers and sisters, and we don't want anyone to fall or believe something false or go down no. the wrong road or whatever. We don't want that for, I don't desire that for anyone. The Bible says, in fact, if you restore someone who's lost and you restore a sinner, like it, it encourages us to restore those, you know, who are uh, in the wrong or something. So I just think the, the missing part of, of discernment is not that judging people inside the church is wrong. It's not, we're exhorted to do so, but we do it because we love them and because we want them to know the truth and share the truth. And that's why we do it. So it's coming from a heart of love. It's not coming to like, Hey, look at this person. They're so wrong. And they're so stupid. They said this, and that's totally not where it's yeah, supposed to be coming from. tricky though is that there are people that think that they're doing the right thing. You know, like they 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 think that they are correcting someone in love because they're like, oh, I just want to hold you accountable. But just in the comment sections of these videos, seeing the type of conversation that's encouraged as a result mm -hmm. of this is like, I just feel like it's a slippery slippery slope. I I don't like confronting people 
online or through emails. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I know like, what you mean. I'm like, because there's so much nuance, and ultimately the goal is is love and unity, not at the expense of truth, but right, love and unity. Right. right. And um, I much rather have a face to face, even if it's face to face like this with somebody. Yes. You and know. there are some things that I believe too, like they're, it's not a salvation issue. So like there are certain people that genuinely, they read a certain text. Like let's talk about the woman where Paul says for women to be silent in the church. So they read that and they literally say, okay, well he said for women to be silent. So no, no woman in any church building can speak at all. She is not to speak until she goes home and then she can talk to her husband because that's what the Bible says. And that's, that's what it is. And so you have people that are like that read that one way. And then you have other people who read that in context and are like, um, well, that's that was to that church. And the women were known for, you know, being outspoken. And Paul was basically saying, hey, you, you don't speak out like that in the church, you know, like you need to be respectful. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you know, women are actually encouraged to teach there later on in the Bible. Paul says uh, for women, teach, teach the other women on how they should love their husbands and teach your children. So it does say to teach, it does say to encourage one another. So the Bible says um, in Colossians three sixteen, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So he's speaking to the Colossian church. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you, mm -hmm. teaching and admonishing one another. So again, like when someone is teaching the way that, oh, no woman could ever speak in the church, she needs this or that. Well, I would just say in love, hey, like, let's look at the other scriptures too. And that support um, the opposite of this. And let's talk about this together. And like, you know, you have to have a teachable heart. And the one problem I have with a lot of discernment um, stuff was where they can be really mean and nasty about people. But then also, too, it's like they don't have that teachable heart anymore. It's just grown really hard. And like, I, I don't know. So that's that's the the hard thing for me. I wish that there would be discernment ministries that would come in, which I think there are going to be this year. I think there are going to be discernment ministries that are oh, done in the right way, done through love and, and, um, correction. Yes. If it's wrong, but done through love and, um, not with like a, a spiteful kind of spirit or, you know what I mean? Like, cause, yeah. cause you genuinely want this person to know the truth and, um, teach the truth and live in the truth and you care for your brothers and sisters, you know, and, yeah. and we're, again, we're one. So when Jesus sees us, he sees the bride of Christ. So it's not like Jesus looks at me and goes, Oh, Kelsey's the bride of Christ. Like, no, he looks at us as a body. So guys, we're one body. When Jesus looks at us, his sons and daughters, we are one. We are the bride. We are the children of God. We are the sons of God. We, we're one. It's one all together. And then he sees us and, and that's what he sees. And so um, I just think, man, we really need to, if we could understand the importance of the body of Christ and loving one another and being there for each other, a lot would change in our lives. And um, I think the Lord would really bless that.
You know, yeah. I think we're, we're missing a lot of a blessing because we want to be either number one, like, oh, I'm the leader, or I'm more important, or I'm, I'm more gifted, or I'm more that either we have that going on, or it's like, well, I don't need anybody because, because Christ is in me. I have the Holy Spirit. I don't need anybody. But the Bible teaches against both of those. So, yeah. you know, we, we need each other and there's such a blessing in the unity. I mean, we know the, the Bible talks about, it's like the anointing oil that runs down Aaron's beard is the anointing mm -hmm. um, of unity. And it's beautiful when it's in Christ. So when everything's done in Christ for the Lord, it's, it's beautiful because it's for Jesus, not for us. Right. So it's for him. And that's, as a Christian, we lay our lives down for him. Because he loves us so much, our only response is, Lord, here's my life. Use me how you want to use me. You know, like mold me. You're the potter. Yeah. I'm the clay. And I want you to mold me and use me the way that blesses you. Not that blesses me. That blesses you, Lord. And that's how I want to live. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's easier said than done. But that should be the heart of a person who's fully submitted and loves Christ is that, God, I want to do what you want me to do. And I think when people come together with that type of heart, it's like, man, it's, there's such a blessing because everyone genuinely is not there selfishly. They're there for one person and it's not you or me. They're there for Christ. They're there to serve Christ, to get to know more about Christ. It's not about us. It's about him. Mm -hmm. And whenever he's the center, that's when, that's when you see unity. That's when you see the blessing of the Lord. That's when you see is when Christ is the center. He is the celebrity. He is the one we're, we're coming to know, coming to talk about, coming to worship, coming to share our gratitude. When that is the center, that's mm -hmm. when there's such a blessing. Yeah. And if you have a small group or a small church uh, even at your home. I just think there's such uh, a blessing on that too for 2024. If you've been thinking about that of hosting a small uh, meeting in your home or even getting a couple of friends together to study the Bible. Yes, yes, yes. Please start doing that. Um, again, what I just talked about, there's such a blessing in that of people coming together just for the purpose of Christ, not for the purpose of some big celebrity pastor. Oh, I have to go see this pastor. No, it's, I have to, I have to know Jesus. That's why I'm here. I have to, I have to see him. I have to know about him. I have to, uh, uh, I love to feel his presence. Like that heart, you know, coming together with, with people like that is, there's nothing like it. And, and those of you who do that now, you understand what I'm talking about. There is nothing like that small group uh, meeting where you share communion and you talk about what the Lord's doing in your life. I mean, it's, it's so beautiful. And I would encourage you if you, can become part of a small group or something like that, do that. It will really, really bless you even midweekly if you can meet together. Um, but yeah, that was something the Lord really laid on my heart um, for, for 2024 was like, man, the, the small groups coming together just to seek me without their one person being super special, but just everyone um, coming together and it being about Christ is really going to, um, it's going to, it's going to really bless us because, uh, there's nothing like it. I mean, if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about and you're like, yes, it's amazing. Uh -huh. Um, 
Yeah, it is. Cause I think in big churches, a lot of times we can kind of get lost in the crowd or like, like you said earlier, I just don't feel like God's using me or I don't feel, you know, like, because there's, there's so many people and there's not a lot of connections. I think connecting with our brothers and sisters and sharing life is the way the early church did it. And that's mm-hmm. the way we should do it too. Yeah. I, I think there shouldn't be a change in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Kelsey, we, we called this get ready for a trust fall. So I figure we, we at least should say it in the <laughs> title. So we have what, been talking about that. We have been, we've been talking about the idea of it without calling it a trust fall, but we, we, you're saying get ready for a trust fall. What is a trust fall for those that have no idea the three people that don't know what it is. <laughs> help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today google will answer you really no so um it's it's basically this thing where a lot of companies actually do it to build team um to, to build their team to like trust one another. So yeah, the team building exercise. It's a, yeah. It's a team building exercise where um, you would get together with a bunch of your other employees or whatever, and someone would stand up and everyone would kind of stand behind them and they would just trust that you're going to catch them when they fall. And so when I was praying about um, this show, I kept seeing that of someone like falling back and people um, catching him. People. And, Yes, multiple catch multiple multiple people catching him. And I was just like, okay, what what is this? You know, because some sometimes we'll see different things and then I'm like, okay, well, where is this? What are you saying, God? Like, where is this in the Bible? And it it was Romans 12, which I read to you. Uh, for as in one body, we have many members. And so what the Lord was saying to me about that was, you know you have to be able to like trust that these people will catch you. And instead of just trusting in like one leader, like one, if there was your pastor, just only your pastor right there to catch you, like you probably, I don't know about that, but like with the whole body, the whole church behind you all with their hands out, you know, you're not going to fall. Right. So it was like, we need one another. And it was, the Lord was talking to me about coming back to the body of Christ, um, and, and having your brothers and sisters and, and trusting one another and being there for one another, that it's, it can't be the solo, um, trip that you're on with God. It can't be that, um, only, only your pastor is the only person that you'll listen to. And he's only the anointed one. And you won't know we're members of a body of Christ and we all are anointed because we've been given Jesus. So we're all anointed with, I think in John, it says we all have, we all have an anointing that, that Jesus gave us. And so it was just, uh, the word of the Lord for that was really just learn to trust in the members of the body of Christ and allow, share your life with them. So like, don't hold stuff back and, and don't uh, be scared. Like we talked about confessing your sins to one another that you may be healed. That was tied into this too. And just so you guys know, 2024, I think we're going to see something really beautiful. And that is public confession of sin wow. um, on a leadership scale. So I think uh, in 2024, we're going to see uh, big leaders who, you know, you would know, actually come and share the struggles that they're going through and um, publicly um, ask for repentance and share what's going on with their life. And 
Um, I think that's going to be a big thing we're going to see. And what it's going to do is it's going to encourage the body of Christ to do the same thing mm. and to share like, hey, this is going on with my to be life. Real. Yes, to be real. Um, in 2024, not only are we going to see like all the scandals, but we're going to start to see when the judgment of the Lord comes on someone like that, we're going to see confession and repentance. And then again, we're going to bring the brother back into the fold, you know, and in the way it should be, it should be, yes, I did something wrong. And yes, I confess it. And yes, we, we love you and you're forgiven because there's nothing too bad that the blood of Jesus cannot forgive. There's no one too far. There's no sin too big, too, too much that Jesus's blood cannot forgive. You know, I think about you guys remember in the Old Testament with the blood and the goats and the bulls and all this, and it was daily, daily sacrifices, daily, daily, daily. Think of all that blood that was spilled since the sacrificial system started. I mean, think of all the blood daily, daily, daily blood, 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 blood. And then we see just the perfect spotless lamb of God. His blood was enough. His blood was enough. I mean, think of all the blood that was spilled for for uh, the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Jesus. And the blood of Christ is so powerful. You know, I heard this thing the other day, Jeff, that was really beautiful. Um, someone asked, why did Jesus, why was Jesus's first miracle that he turned water into wine? And the pastor was like, oh, I love that. And it's this, the symbolism was the six huge water pots were like 20 gallons of water. It was a ton of water and they were ritual pots. So um, the, the empty uh, pots would be filled with water and then they would wash their hands. Um, it was like a ritual they would do. And why did Jesus turn all that water into wine? And, and he said the most beautiful thing was that that was such a picture of water to wine, the blood of Jesus, because a lot of times wine symbolizes the blood. We know with mm -hmm. communion, right? Mm -hmm. Symbolizes the blood. And so it was sharing, there was more than enough blood. There was more than enough to cover every sin in the entire world that's ever been committed, ever was committed, ever will be committed. There was more than enough blood there to cover your sins. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're currently doing, if there's a hidden sin, Jesus's blood is enough to cover that. And the guilt that you've been carrying, you don't have to carry it carry it anymore. From this day forward, you do not have to carry it. Jesus has made a way through the confession of sin and the covering of his blood that we do not have to be condemned. We don't have to be guilty. We are free in Christ Jesus. We can confess our sin. And when we confess our sin and turn from our sin, he's righteous to forgive our sins. Yeah. And so today, let that, let it be today. Sorry, guys. Let it be today that you repent of that sin and you turn yeah. to Christ and you ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. and Hey, you turn to one another. Maybe there you have a friend in Christ that you can call and say, Hey, I've been struggling with this. I've been going through it. Today is the day yeah. for, for you to repent and let go of that guilt and that shame. Let it go, get it out of your life. You don't have to walk any longer in sin. I think, um, of pornography. I think that's such a stronghold, Jeff, on so yeah. many people. Yeah, and yeah. It doesn't have to be nope. because you're going to fight it. And today is the first step of you fighting it. It's mm -hmm. confessing and repenting and fighting with the Lord until that thing is beat, until that thing is stopped and that sin is stopped. You don't ever stop fighting against that sin. You don't ever say, oh, well, it's been a year and I just can't beat it. Don't give up. 
confess yeah, your sin, repent of your sin. And even if you do it, mm-hmm. repent of your sin, turn to Christ, read the word of God. It will be broken. Resist the devil and he'll yep. flee from you. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> yes. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And, yep. and you know, today's the day. And so I want to encourage you today's the day and, and don't be discouraged. Um, when that continues to happen, it doesn't mean that God's not there for you. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. If you fall with the same sin over and over, don't say, oh, well, I guess I don't really love Christ. I guess I'm not a Christian. No, yes, you are. You believed in your heart that Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ died on the cross. You've been washed Mm -hmm. clean and set apart and you'll never be perfect. You know why? Because Jesus was, he came to the earth, lived a perfect life and he died for your sin. So the thing you're struggling with, there's already been a sacrifice made. There's already been a sacrifice made. And so for you to know and read the Bible, I always encourage people to study the word of God because that is, it renews your mind. It, it mm-hmm. takes you away from the flesh and pornography is a fleshly desire. It's gratification of the flesh. And yeah. that's something that has to be turned away from daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I encourage you to keep fighting those things, keep yeah. confessing them and turning away. Don't ever give up and say, well, this is just who I am. No, it's not who you are. Um, your new creation in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus and uh, be encouraged today. I also want to say there's someone watching um, too. You've been having a lot of dreams about your family. Like, um, I don't know if it's siblings or whatever, but you've been dreaming about family. I feel, I feel like it's female family members and it's the Lord is um, really encouraging you to share your walk um, and your devotion with your siblings. So start to in that relationship just start to share a little bit more about what you're what you're walking through with the lord and what the lord's done in your life mm-hmm. and share um just share about jesus a little bit more and i think the lord's giving you um dreams about your sibling because there's connection there and god wants you to share um about the lord uh with your sibling so i saw that um and then also a uh, dreams about like um losing teeth or issues with teeth. So I I feel like that ties into our counsel word because there's wisdom in counsel that God wants to give you. And so you're having this dream because of wisdom and counsel. The Lord is wanting to share something with you, but you're not really receiving it. Whether that's you're not opening your Bible, because a lot of times God wants to counsel us, but we don't open our Bible. And he's like, open your Bible. Um, and so I just encourage you to study the word and read the word, uh, especially yeah. read Proverbs. Um, if you haven't read that in a while, man, that's that's a great little book for you um, to read. And so I just encourage you, um, if that's you, um, to just to just start start reading that. And then also, I had a dream last night um, where I was I knew I was dreaming. And I was in this swimming pool and the water was like, it felt so refreshing guys, you know, like, um, I'm sure some of you who dream on here, you know, the more significant dreams from the Lord, because, um, you actually feel like a lot of times you might be in water, but you don't feel the temperature of the water, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I was in the water, felt the temperature of the water. It was so cooling and refreshing. And I just wanted to be under the water. So I, I was sinking all the way down to the bottom of the pool and I knew I was dreaming and I knew in the dream, I was saying to myself, wow, I'm dreaming, but yet this water is so real and so refreshing. And then from the water, I saw almost like the stars start to fall. 
And there was like, um, uh, I couldn't read the word, but there was this big word um, like up on the moon, but it almost turned. So I, cu I couldn't read it. And um, it was just strange to me because nothing, I didn't feel scared, Jeff. I didn't feel like uh, worried or scared or anything like that because I think because I knew I was protected and submerged under the water. Hmm. And then right from that scene, I was going to someone's house and they were putting up all this Christmas decorations. And so I thought, again, when I'm thinking about this dream this morning, because a lot of times um, before I come on with you or or like any type of show, I get I'll get dreams. I God oh, just speaks to me. Nice. Like I haven't had a dream that I've remembered like this in probably a couple weeks, maybe a month. And so it's always like right before the night before I'll come on. And it's not like I'm sitting there going, Oh Lord, please. He just, he does. He, it just happens. It just happens. So, um, and then I was thinking to myself, okay, it was, it was during the Christmas time when things were starting to like fall apart. So I wanted to encourage people that even though maybe during the Christmas time of 2024, which I know is far away for right now, but it's really not because time goes by so fast. Yeah. Um, Christmas is happening this year. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It's just, it will be here before we know it. Yeah. But just remember that when, um, when we're in the Lord and when we're submerged in the Lord, which I mean by that, I mean, you're consumed with the Lord. To me, that's what that means. Like my thoughts and, and my hope is in the Lord. Um, my desire is to know him. My desire is to study his word. My desire is to live for him. Um, that is being submerged. I want to be submerged with my life and my actions and who I am. I, I want to do it for the Lord. And so I think that when I was submerged, there wasn't any fear that things were happening all around. I didn't have that fear. And I think perfect love casts out fear. And being submerged in the Lord this year with your thoughts and your dedication unto Christ. Maybe it's good for you for a little bit just to take like some time where maybe you'd normally like watch the news or do something like that. Maybe just like give that time to the Lord and um, let your thoughts and your hopes be on him and not so much in what the world can give us or what the world can't give us, uh, what the world can take away from us. Um, but more so let our thoughts be focused on on Jesus. And um, so anyways, I wanted to share that because usually when I have a dream like that, I know it's really um, the Lord just encouraging us like, hey, um, be fixed on me, be submerged in me, in my presence, in my word. And things may seem like they're falling apart at Christmas time, but it it doesn't affect you because mm -hmm. um, you're, you're just, your focus is not on that. You know, you see it, um, but your focus is not on that. So just I know it's far away, but I just wanted to share that now. So just be encouraged. And we should live like that always. I mean, obviously, as believers, we should always live like that. But just just a little bit of encouragement. Yeah, no, that's good. I want to go back really quick because sure. I let you talk. OK, I let you go for it. Um, but Thanks, I want to go back to <laughs> I want to go back to the the parable of, of water, Jesus turning water into wine, um, because the thing I love about that so many instances in the Bible is there's so many, so many layers to it, right? Mm -hmm. So many different applications, so many different, but something just to add to what you were saying 
is, you know, talking about these ceremony, ceremonial washing basins, these big jars, mm-hmm. uh, gallons upon gallons of water. Um, and uh, you were saying there was, there was enough blood, you know, wine equals blood in this, there was enough blood. And, and I think that the other element to this is what did they run out of? They ran out of wine. They ran out of blood and there was yes. not enough System blood. Was ending. Yes. Yeah, there was not enough blood on earth to cover the sins That's of right. people. It's just Hallelujah. the reality. Yes. And Amen. what did Jesus do? He turned, he made something from nothing, at Amen. least in the context of winemaking. Everybody knows if you're just using basic wine winemaking techniques, you cannot just use water to make wine. Yep. It was a miracle that had to happen outside of this earth Amen. in order for it to happen. And then there was enough. And yeah. so I think that was another thing too, is I th- um, just a recognition and Lord, give people this, re- this revelation that in your own abilities, you cannot save yourself. You right. cannot get free from sin by your own abilities. If we could, Jesus wouldn't, did not need to come and die for us. That's right. And that you would have a greater revelation of what Jesus did for you, of what the blood of Jesus has done for you and how free you have become that you're not in a locked cage. Like you, you're, you're, you're free. Like if you said yes to Jesus, that's why I love Romans six. And that's why I memorized it. Don't test me on it. I'm a little rusty on it. All hold right? on. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> memorized it. Hold on. I Let's hear mem- this. I did memorize it. I need to go. But you know, like you memorize like a big chunk of scripture and mm-hmm. then like it starts to blend in with another one. Like it's a little rusty. All right. But I did memorize it. Um, now I'm like convicted to like go back well, and memorize it. Memorize <laughs> I'm it. thinking who the sun, um, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Right. So we've been set free and, and that the, the, um, guilty conscience and the condemnation, you're no longer under condemnation in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are no longer condemned. The world Mm -hmm. is condemned because of their sin and they don't believe in Christ. You believe in Christ. You're no longer condemned. And that in itself is so freeing. And there's not, there's not enough good works that you can do either to like, oh, I'm going to be saved if I do all this. Like, you know, no, it is. Jesus alone. And see, that's the beauty of um, the revelation and the understanding of the gospel is guess what? It's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about God sending his only son. It's mm-hmm. about Christ, what he has done. Yeah. He has done. It's not about you doing enough or you, you know, like you talked about the blood or the good works or all. No, it's about what he has done. He was perfect. I'll never be. He was. He is God in the flesh fully God, fully man. He took every weight of every sin you've ever done upon himself. It's no longer yours. It was placed on him. And he experienced the wrath of God, of almighty God, the wrath of God. You don't even want to know people uh, post-tribulation will, will understand the wrath of God because it will be poured out, but it was poured out on Christ. Because he stood in our place. We deserve that, Jeff. We should, Jeff, of how we lived and who we are in the flesh, we do not deserve anything that Jesus has done for us. But yet, look at his good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of lights mm-hmm. to wash away our sins mm-hmm. and wash us and wash our conscience. Yeah. I mean, as a believer, yeah. maybe you're struggling and you don't want to accept Jesus. 
and you have all, you always think about your past of all the wrong things you've done. When you come to Christ, guess what? He washes that away. Like Jeff, do you ever think about, oh, you know, before I was saved, like it didn't have like condemnation for your sin before you were saved? Yeah, I mean, I, I I have. You you shouldn't have condemnation for your no. sin before you were saved. No, but when you get saved, that yeah. gets washed away. Right. And that that condemnation of your sin, the Holy Spirit washes that away. You don't have that. Right. So like I can freely talk about the sin that I've done before I was a Christian, Jeff, with you. Like it was just something I did. It's like, like I you're have some other person. Exactly. I have yeah, no, no condemnation. When where I was going with my response was that there there had been times in my life where i had done something gotten re gotten repentance from it and that's why like you may hear people say satan is a legalist because he he did do that especially when i was like a, a younger christian the first couple of years he would mm -hmm. remind me of things i did before i was a christian and then he'd be like don't don't you don't you feel bad for it and i was like wait a minute hang on that's why right. it's important to Jesus know the word too it's like yes. no i'm a new creation like that's that doesn't right. even so I'm, I hope, I'm sure there's some other people out there that know what I'm talking about, but, um, yep. yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, so that's and what the I meant revelation by that. of Not the, that I'm constantly being reminded of things that I did when, no, no, I, you, <laughs> no, yeah, no. You, no, no. Um, and the, the thing is they were, they used those washing stones for rituals and Jesus did away with all the, the ritualistic, uh, legalistic stuff of, mm -hmm. of all the laws they had to keep. He did, he did away with that. So even that is a cool thing to see him take the old ritual system and make it into wine, which is also a symbol of the Holy spirit. So, you know, it's like, he gives more than enough. He pours out his spirit on yeah. all flesh. Yeah. He gets rid of the old um, system. I mean, the Bible is you guys, the Bible is so amazing and beautiful. And the stories that even the parables that Jesus gives you guys, like what he's saying and what, I mean, what he has done for us and all the prophets in the old Testament that prophesied of his coming. And now he came and he, we live in the new covenant. I mean, what a blessing it is to know Jesus and to love Jesus and mm -hmm. to serve Jesus. We are so blessed. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. We are favored and blessed and God is good. And we praise him. We praise him with our lives. And Come it's, on. It's awesome to to walk with the Lord. Yeah. Come on. Come on now. Kelsey, uh, pray for us, please. Yes, I would love to. Pretty please. Yes, I'd love to. So, Father, we just thank you for Jesus. We're so uh, grateful, Lord, that you sent Jesus and you did away with with all the old sacrifices and the, that we they were guilty and God, they never felt like they were clean and washed and it was felt convicted. And Father, thank you that we live on a time right now that Jesus is alive. He's at your right hand. God, he's forever making intercession for us. God, thank you that our sins are washed away. Thank you for the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit who was poured out upon us, God. Thank you that he's our comforter and our helper. God, thank you that you see us and you love us. You know everything about our lives, God. You never leave us or forsake us. Father, thank you so much that your word is true. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us and guide us in, in the smallest and simplest ways every single yeah. day. God, thank you that whenever we look to you and we're alive today, we thank you for the breath in our lungs today. God, let us never um, grow prideful. And God, let us never uh, not be grateful for just today. 
Lord, help us and remind us of the birds of the air that they don't they don't store up or they don't have to go and save up food, God, but you feed them every day. Lord, let us be the same. Let us not have all the cares for riches and storing things and all of these. Lord, let us not have that on our heart, God, but let us trust in you this day for our daily bread. Father, let our hearts and our lives be found in you. Father, when when others see us, that they would praise you for our good works, that they would look to Jesus, not look to us, God, but they would look to Jesus and say, Father, thank you that they know Jesus. God, thank you for using them. God, thank you. Um, we just, we appreciate all that you've done for us, God. We just want to tell you again how much we love you. And Lord, help us to, to uh, serve you more. Lord, help us to resist the devil that he would flee from us. God, all those who are struggling with any type of um, sin that's just uh, won't let them go. Father, I pray uh, for grace over them, Lord. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help them break free from that, God. I ask for a passion on all of us, Lord, to know you through your word. Yes. And God, thank you for your word. It's so revitalizing. It's, it's, it fills us with joy. Lord, the joy and the peace and the comfort of your word is beyond anything uh, in this world. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace and your peace is unlike anything that the world can give us. Father, thank you for your peace. And Lord, today, those are who are struggling with any type of sickness, God, I just pray over them right now. Mm. Lord, that the prayer of faith uh, would heal the sick, Lord. And we just pray right now in faith, God, that you would just um, heal all the broken hearts, heal all the broken places in their bodies, God. Um, all the pains and aches, Lord, right now we just pray that you would heal that Holy Spirit. And Lord, we speak to um, eyes and ears, Lord, and we ask that they would be healed. Lord, we ask that eyesight would be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Father, we pray for knee pain um, and, and aggravation and um, irritation and stiffness and soreness in the knees. God, we just pray that that would be healed in the name of Jesus. Mm. And Lord, we pray for um, hearts that have uh, just felt so broken and loneliness. God, we just pray that you would comfort those uh, who feel lonely and God, you would lead them um, into relationships that are life-giving through you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for all those listening. God, I pray mm -hmm. those who've um, been having a lot of dreams, Lord, um, just dreams that are seared in their mind, um, that they're from you, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you would help them understand um, what you're saying in the night, and you would help them understand through your word what you're speaking to them. God, give us the uh, spirit of revelation and of knowledge and of wisdom. Lord, your word says that when we ask for wisdom, you won't hold it back, that you'll give it to us when we believe that we'll receive it. So Lord, we ask for wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, God, we just ask for guidance uh, as we walk with you each and every day. And um, Lord, I pray for those parents who are listening, God, um, that you would just give us uh, grace with our children and our families and all the things we have to do. Lord, help us do that um, as we serve you. Mm -hmm. Lord, when we serve you, let us let our children see you, Jesus. Let us teach our children about you. Um, 
let us not be selfish in the way we live our lives, God, but let us pour out our lives um, for the gospel and for you, Jesus. And Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, Eve, I think it's Eve. Your name is different on Rumble, but it's the same picture. Main A-E-W. I don't know. She said Philippians 3.13, forgetting what is behind and straying towards what is ahead. That was kind of in response to what we were talking about right at the end there. And then also too, just a reminder, guys, if you are if you are wrestling with some sin, please like confess it. Do it now. Like do it now. Um, you know, uh, Christina, who's a mutual friend of, of Kelsey's and mine. She's she, my bestie. Yeah. You guys are besties. Um, uh, we're just friends. Uh, yeah, I can't claim the bestie. I can't claim the bestie status. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, um, she was in a meeting about a lot of the, the sin and stuff like that. That's happening. Um, uh, and, um, and she was quoting someone at like a meeting, their prayer meeting or something said, would you rather fall from the thousandth step or would you rather fall on the second? Let God deal with you in private. And, um, Mm. just, you know, you mentioned James It's James chapter five, verse 16, that says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Amen. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful so and effective. Yes. And then first John, I always kind of lump these two together. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from mm-hmm. all unrighteousness. Amen. This is good news. This is yes. good news. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, man, I just had recently had some stuff like, God just, you know, I went on a fast, God revealed just further depths of stuff that I'm like, whoa, didn't know that was there of just things in my heart that needed to be (laughs) dealt with. And it was through fasting. Yes. But it was through, I think it's Satan is, can be very quick to come in and condemn you of like, gosh, you're still wrestling with that. That's something Mm -hmm. that, or, or this, you know, thought pattern or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And um, but it's all a, a process, man. Like this yeah. is something that I know is true. I've lived it. I've been a Christian now for this year, 20 years. Um, and oh, that's wow. crazy. 20 years. It's awesome. I'm old man. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, is that a lot of times it's like God is in, in the, God can remove certain things, just uproot it all. But then there are other things that are layered on top of each other. And each one of those is a moment, a memorial stone in your life of God bringing healing to this. Oh, because this is healing. Now I can see this other thing that got unearthed and this yeah. other thing and this other thing. And, and so rather than condemning yourself, like allowing the enemy to come in and be like, oh, you know, you should be ashamed of this or that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, it's all part of that process. And, and all of that was made possible because I said yes to Jesus over and over and over and over and over again in my life, you know? And so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just part of the process. So anyways, confession, you guys, confession. If you have sin, confess it to someone mm-hmm. like so important and it's so freeing. Like, like yeah. you were saying the the shame, like the, the bag of bricks thing I thought was great. The backpack full of bricks. Be like, yeah, no, I'm is. fine. I'm fine. And then like another brick, another brick, another brick. So yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's such a gift. The gift of repentance Uh is a gift and there's now no more condemnation. So 
always remember that when yeah. you're confessing your sin, you don't, it's not a shameful thing. We live in the flesh. So like until we see Jesus face to face, we're always going to be in this flesh suit. There's yeah. always going to be desires of the flesh. Have you ever read Romans 7? Hello. Paul says, I do things I don't want to do. I say things I don't want to say. But then he goes to Romans 8 and says, there is no more condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean he doesn't wrestle with that. It means he's not condemned because of it. Right. So we're not condemned because of that. And that's the beauty of getting rid of the bulls and the goats and all of that. See, their consciences were always full of all the sins they were doing. Can you imagine? He I, I, I'm so thankful Jeez. God chose me to be born now and not in the then. new covenant. Yes. Praise oh my the Lord. gosh. And yeah. even in America, I feel so blessed yeah. to be born in America. And I, yeah. I just feel God, I just feel so blessed. And, you know, it's think about that. I mean, they were never cleared of their, of their sins because it was a way for God to forgive them, but it couldn't wash away their conscience. That's what the Bible says. It couldn't clear them of feeling guilty, but the blood of Christ and the indwelling of his spirit, by the way, God's spirit, three in one, God's holy spirit indwells you. Have you ever really thought about that? Like, have you guys really ever pondered and sat there and thought, that the, the spirit of God, you are the temple. He dwells in you. God almighty, the spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity uh -huh. dwells in you. Have you ever thought about that's incredible, Jeff? Yeah, that's is. what? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, uh, when I was little, you know, I was raised in the church, but I, I officially say that I've been a Christian for 20 years in 2004. Cause that's when I really pursued the Lord. Um, cause I definitely had my unsaved years. Uh, but, um, when I was little, I, I grasped that concept definitely better than I did when I was like a teenager. Cause I used to imagine they're like, Oh, Jesus dwells within you. And so I used to imagine myself wa walking with him inside my body <laughs> we're like hanging out with jesus and we're talking and he's like pointing at like this is your nervous system and this is your there go there goes some white blood cells whoa you know uh but when uh i used to think a stomach ache was a tummy ache was called a tummy egg egg and i thought it was because jesus was cooking eggs inside of me <laughs> oh tummy egg that's so tummy cute egg. And so jesus is like oh like oh you know when I when I uh when I would get an upset tummy yeah oh so anyways, kids are the best cute super cute so but cute. yeah Jesus lives inside you it's amazing it's amazing yeah it's, he never leaves that's why like if you can truly it's so hard to wrap our minds around because it's so amazing it's it's like beyond what we could ask or think which that's what God does beyond <laughs> what we could ask or think and then when you feel alone or someone's betrayed you, or things in life happen, bad things in life happen because we live in a fallen world, to actually understand that you are not alone, you are not alone. Straight up. Will change the way you handle your life, will change the way your walk is. When you're reading the Bible, can you, I just, these are random th things I think about, but like when I'm reading the Bible, 
And the same Holy Spirit came on these men to speak, came on these men to write the Uh Holy, the same Holy Spirit is reading with me the words he came upon these men to write. I'm like, I have the sick, the Holy Spirit that came on Elijah, on Elijah, on David. I have it. He indwells me. He indwells me like that is so incredible. And that Jesus, the son of God, came down from heaven, was born from a virgin, lived a perfect life, did miracles, signs and wonders, saved those who were lost, saved the Gentiles, lived this holy life with all these things I can read about that are absolutely 100% true, did all of this. And one day I get to see him face to face and stand before him and love him and serve him and get to experience what life should have been like before the fall. And that there will be a new earth, a new heaven and new earth, and that I'll see the father and I'll really know him. The Bible says when we stand face to face, one day we'll know him like we're known. I'll know him. Like now I know him through the word and I know him. I love him. But to really know him, I just think like, what a hope we have Mm -hmm. in Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. I know bad things happen and yes, we all go through that, but what a hope we have in Jesus, like forever eternal saved and walking with the Lord. I mean, we are so blessed, you guys. We mm. are so blessed. And yes, bad mm. things happens, but we are so blessed to know him and to love him and to have his word and be indwelt by his spirit that he sees us. He knows us. We know him. We trust him. He loves us. I mean, it's it's such a beautiful life and there's nothing, there's no object. There's no home. There's no car. There's no concert. There's no vacation. There's no nothing that compares to knowing that in your heart, knowing that you're saved. There is no gratification of the flesh that could ever come close to having that peace within you of knowing Jesus. I mean, Mm. we are, we are so blessed. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And that's what the Bible does. When you open the Bible, some people just They don't open the Bible. They don't know where to start. If you open the Bible and you just read it and just, I mean, it's, it's alive. It's active. It's double edge. It's, Mm -hmm. it's sharper than a double edged sword. It's alive. It it will come alive in your life and you will have wonder in all of what Jesus has done. You will read the disciples and you'll read the stories in acts and you'll be in all because of what these men, like how they showed the gospel and the power of God. It's like it, the Bible is incredible. Like people who are like, oh, I don't know. I, I just can't read it. I, why? Why? It's like the best thing ever. I mean, just get into your Bible, you know, get into your Bible. It's it will change you. And that's what it says it will do. It will change. It will transform your mind. Yes, absolutely. Well, Kelsey, thank you, um, everybody. Please, uh, her emails in the description so you can write her if you've been blessed by this or you you know want to send her an encouragement those are yeah nice. we love to pray for people yeah or pray with people um and then obviously your facebook is in the description as well you keep it simple kelsey i do you keep, keep it simple it, keep it simple yeah um so uh everybody be blessed jillian i totally saw your note about how you used to think jesus's blood had glitter in it there we go I'm talking. <laughs> the bummer part about us being on Rumble 
is there's a delay, like a considerable delay. Whereas before I would say something and like within 10 seconds, maximum people would pop up. Now it's like 20 or 30, sometimes more before what I say catches up with everybody. So if I say something hilarious and I don't see feedback, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I have to wait like a minute. Sweat. Humble pie, humble yeah, it's pie. Humble pie. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to being the only person that laughs in a in a thing. I'm more amused by myself than and that's like an audience of one. All right. Jesus thinks I'm hilarious. So um guys, we love you. Tune in tomorrow. We've got um we've got Irish prophet Craig Cooney back on uh from nice. across the pond. So that'll be super great. Um he and I really we jammed. Kelsey, like you and I jam. Yeah. Christina Jam, Craig Cooney and I jammed. And I was like, man, this is this is awesome. Ooh, and his awesome. accent is fantastic as well. So um, so guys, be blessed. We love you. Uh start of an amazing new week. Again, playlists in the house on Rumble now. If you go to the main channel on Rumble or main channel Elijah Fire, you'll see one of the tabs now it says playlists. And so your beloved playlists that you love. They're there for you to uh, to share with people or to watch for the 50,000th time. Some of you guys watch them a lot, and I love that. So awesome. uh, be blessed, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow with Craig Cooney. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 